Pitch here, your direct sales expert. I'm coming to you live from sunny Southern California. And guess what? It's Wednesday night for Vicki Pitch Live, A Fresh Perspective. I am super excited about episode 43. I have an amazing guest today. I know they're all amazing, right? But they're all amazing in different ways. Today, we have Mr. Paul Sokol, aka the mad scientist, right? Let me tell you a little bit about Paul if you don't know about him. You know, Paul is an author. He's a speaker. He's a promoter. He's also, again, we already talked about a mad scientist. And he is extremely good with automation. You guys know I'm a huge fan. I'm a certified partner with Infusionsoft. And I am a huge fan of automation. So when I met Paul at Infusionsoft, the the, uh, Icon Conference, I said, you have to come on my podcast. We're going to talk biz. We're going to talk automation. We're going to have a little fun. So I, without any further ado, I'd like to welcome to episode number 43 of Vicki Fitch Live, A Fresh Perspective, Mr. Paul Soko. Paul, how are hey. you? Hi, what? everybody. Doing well. How Doing are well you? Dream. I think Looks we're like- having a problem because we're both not on that screen, right? I think I only see you, but go ahead and talk to the audience. I'll just be the silent person. Oh, there we go. Hello, you know, audience. There we are. We, we already talked about Paul's lighting. And so when, as the sun goes down, he's going to be tall, dark, and mysterious. That's where we're going to just start calling him uh, <laughs> as a, the lighting shifts off of his face. He's going to become more mysterious for you guys. Yeah. And hopefully the backup lights will, will do the trick. We'll, we'll kick on the little generators. We'll kick on. <laughs> yeah, you let me pull start and that big ass engine goes. Yeah. That would be great. Well, we're, we're really excited to have you here, Paul. And I usually start out with a question of the day. So okay. today's question for you is, um, I, you know, I was trying to throw you off a little bit and say, what secret wish do you have? Have you ever had a secret wish or something that you wish would come true? A secret wish, man. Uh, I don't know what level of self I'm feeling like right now. I don't know. I guess the ability to, uh, I guess the ability to, to fly or to levitate would be, would be really cool. It'd be convenient, you know, save time on travel, you know, don't have to worry about stepping over puddles. You know. Look at you being all practical and stuff. And like I'm talking about, yeah, I, w- I want to fly for sure, but it has nothing to do with stepping over puddles. It has to do with, you know, being cool, right? <laughs> yeah, efficiency. You know, just go go to the grocery store in 30 seconds. There you go. Nice. I, lo- I love it. That's so cool. And I see Patricia Walker in the house. Adam Purcell. Adam, hearts to you, brother. I can't wait. I, I'm telling you, I got to try and get up there, Adam. Nova Scotia is just missing me. I totally know it is. Uh, Doc Muscles in the house. Appreciate all of you guys. And if you guys haven't already, do us a quick favor. Hit that share button so people can come. You know, if you guys are using Infusionsoft now, then you definitely want to hear Paul. You guys ask some questions. I know some of you are. Um, so I would love for you guys to check that out. I you know, let us know what questions you have. Ciro's in the house as well. Make sure you guys post your questions in the chat so we can, uh, we can discuss the ways to help your business and your automation get better. Um, yeah, right. So, and Paul's are, you know, he's already prepped and primed. I mean, this guy lives, eats and breathes automation. So you guys are not going to stump him. As a matter of fact, he's like my go-to guy when I'm having a problem, you know, I'm, I, you know what, I think I'm going to ask him, problem I am. I am having a problem now. I think you're going to be like my Infusionsoft counselor for a moment. <laughs> okay. That works. That works. T- tell me about your relationship to your Infusionsoft's father. <laughs> I love it. You are so cute. Well, before we dive into that, we always talk about relationships. We talk about connection, right? And we talk about community. And so I have a great Facebook group you guys know called the Entrepreneur Rockstars. If you guys want to be in a group of people that want to give at least as much as they get, that are there to actually help each other and encourage each other, we'd love to have you in the Entrepreneur Rockstars. There's a little um, a thing right there that tells you how to get in. Go to Vicky fitch.com slash biz and you guys can click on any of the links there we'll be talking about some of those other things like if you want some information on automation or va services things to offload but the facebook group is right up there just click that button because we would love to have you as part of our team all right so um as we go through there adam nally says is there an infusion soft uh, couch. He, he wants to know, there's a lot of Infusionsoft couches <laughs> on the football field. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's even Infusionsoft green ones too. Right. Uh, to manage to find them. Yeah. All kind of good stuff. And Raymond is in the house. Relentless Raymond in the house. Welcome, Raymond. So, you know, tell, we're going to start actually, before we dive into your automation, we want to find out a little bit about you, Paul. So tell sure. us like, where did you grow up and, and, you know, when did you decide, you know, that you are this mad scientist genius and had to get into the tech space? 
Oh, awesome. That's a, that's a fun journey. So I, I was born and raised in, in lovely Sarasota, Florida. Uh, well, at least I was born in Sarasota. And then I grew up as a kid in Northport, which is, it's a, it's a town between Port Charlotte and Sarasota. It's technically North Port Charlotte. That's kind of the idea. So basically, um, not a lot going on at all. And then I went to college in Orlando for electrical engineering, which was, you know, a, a big city compared to, you know, Sarasota and whatnot. So uh, I went for electrical engineering, and my freshman year, I got involved with Cutco. Are you familiar with Cutco, Vicky, the world's finest set of knives? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I got I got recruited to sell knives as a as an introverted theater loving skater punk, uh, you know, engineer. And it turns out that I can learn, uh, and I learned how to sell, and that's kind of where I first started cutting my teeth on that whole idea. And I was actually an assistant manager at the Orlando office. And we did, uh, we were the best for, let's see, we were the number one office in the company in the year. I think it was like 2006. And our, this one office in Orlando, we sold like 1.6 or $1.7 million worth of knives. Uh, and I was one of the full-time assistant managers there. So not only did I learn how to sell, uh, you know, in people's houses directly. I also learned how to be a sales manager and motivate and coach people that didn't want to sell knives in the first place. They're just college <laughs> kids, right? Right. Um, you know, what college kid wants to wake up on Saturday morning and get on the phone to try and, you know, sell, uh, you know, sell knives. Hi, Marsha. Um, so that happened. And then afterwards I ended up co-founding a video email company with one of my mentors, Will Franco, who's one of, who's like a, like a big brother I never had, you know, he was always kind of there to mentor me. And uh, yeah, he brought me on. So the idea was he would bring them in the door and then I would train and coach them uh, once they became a member as a video email software uh, kind of thing. So people had to kind of learn how to use it. And this was back in 2008. So this is before, um, I mean, uh, YouTube was just beginning to take off. Gotcha. Reference. It wasn't even owned by Google yet. You know, gotcha. um, video was still really expensive from a bandwidth standpoint, you know? Right. So, uh, but we were teaching sales professionals how to use video and that's where I cut my teeth on automation uh, back in 2008. We started using Infusionsoft. And so I was the Infusionsoft handler and uh, I learned that software inside and out and we still use it to run the company today. Will lives in Panama and uh, basically only works for like, you know, 13 seconds every day. And then <laughs> you know, goes on the beach and Infusionsoft handles the rest. I'm sure it's more than 13 seconds. It's probably like 26 or something. But Right. Um, like you double it and just give him a little slack, right? Say, okay, yeah. 26, 26 is good. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, so that's where I learned Infusionsoft. And that was when I was in grad school getting, getting my master's in electrical engineering and, and digital signal processing. And funny story, turns out if you have a degree, it's hard to get a job. Mm. Um, especially with a master's degree in electrical engineering, it's a catch 22. Everything I was trying to apply for, they needed like five to seven years experience and a master's degree. And I'm like, yo, five to seven years ago, homie, I was like just out of high school. Like I, <laughs> so um, I was faced with the choice between move back in with my parents as like some 25 year old guy with a master's degree back to, you know, who gives a crap Florida <laughs> I'm gonna hashtag develop. that. Who gives a crap, Florida? Effectively, <laughs> Florida that's here in the chat. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, and probably get involved with also with, with the bad crew, and you know, just you know, waste the waste the degree. So now I actually waste my degree uh, in a different way um, because uh, I actually switched hosts. I called one of my buddies up, and uh, we had had a shirt company back in college and he graduated a couple years before me and I was just grasping at straws and like, yo, I'm, you know, school's done. I got nothing going on. What's up? And so he wanted to set up a, an incubator kind of thing. So he flew me out, uh, in 24 hours, I moved from Florida to San Diego, uh, wow. a real quick move, you know, like literally I had to like bag up everything. I had to, um, give away my car, you know, it was, it was pretty crazy. Uh, so there I am on, in, in San Diego and that thing goes for about three months or so. And then I had the choice to either go back to Florida or kind of tough it out, you know, on the streets of California, which is what I did. And uh, I was homeless for a little bit, had a really awesome girlfriend at the time who was there to support me and kind of help me out. Uh, and that's when Will, my mentor was like, Hey, you should check out 
Confusion soft there on the west coast, and you know, you know, the software really well, you should try them out. And so I did, and that was uh, through a series of small miracles. I ended up getting out here for two job interviews, getting the job, and uh, I worked there for about five years, starting as a success coach. And then I slowly got absorbed into the product uh, department and was actually working on the product for about three ish years, and that's where I really that's where I really got like my PhD in, in marketing automation uh, was well, in that role. We're definitely going to dive into some of that PhD because you have, um, you know, you are well known in Infusionsoft circles as somebody that knows this offer well. And, you know, the, the, you're, you have a very, um, an in-depth style when you're thinking and talking and you get very excited about it, which is one of the things that lets you know that someone really loves what they do. And they're really, like you said, I'm the mad scientist. It's like, I can just see it. I if I threw this problem at you and said, okay, this is what I need to do. And you'd be like, okay, this is what we need. We could do this, 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 and then we could drive Pretty it there, we'll do this, and this decision time, we'll throw this over here and track it there and that, you know. So that is invigorating, exciting, where some people, they glaze over and they're like this. Huh? Mm-hmm. Like, they have no idea what we're talking about, right? My husband does that. What? I'm sorry, can you make it do that? That's all I want to know. <laughs> he, doesn't, yeah. well, he doesn't know how to have a conversation with me about it. So it's really funny. But um, we do, I see, uh, let's see, Mia Chapa in the house. Kathy Thorsell's here. Hey, doll, Adam is in the house. Belinda, welcome, welcome. She says, hey, Paul. Uh, so guys, thanks for being here. Do us a favor and share out the broadcast. And then tap away on some of those emojis so we get some, some Facebook love here for Paul. And those of you guys who are listening on, uh, that have downloaded the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Blog Talk Radio, we thank you so much for being here. You have to come check out episode 43 of the Key Pitch Live, A Fresh Perspective with Paul Sokol. And let me tell you why. First of all, you will be ticked off at Paul's hair. I'm just saying he's got the hair that we all want, ladies. That's, that's what I'm going to tell you. He's got this, right? He's got this head of hair. You have got to come check this out. You can see it on YouTube at uh, face, uh, the youtube.com with slash Vicky Fitch. You can see it on my Facebook page. You can see it on my website. We would love to have you guys come check out the episode. So, you know, as we, you know, Paul gave us a lot of information about, you know, where he came from and kind of how he got here. But, you know, I want to know, one of the things I want to know about you, Paul, because people that are techie are oftentimes considered quirky, right? They, they, when they think differently, they start, you know, like I said, they think of an, in an engineering perspective, sometimes in a 3D perspective and get your face all twisty and stuff. Have you ever been called quirky or felt like maybe you were just a little different because maybe your intelligence level or your depth level was a little different? Yeah, definitely always been. Uh, I think the term that I coined in, in like high school, something was like smart-hearted. So it's like was the it opposite. Smart-hearted. Smart-hearted. <laughs> so because I actually went to a, uh, I went to a public school for gifted kids. Um, uh-huh. And so we're governmentally classified um, as, you know, the, the same classes as, you know, kids with like severe mental handicaps or things like that. So, um, I don't know. I never considered like the gate programs and stuff for the severely mental handicapped. I just, I always, I didn't think of it that way. Did you feel that way? Did you feel that you were really segregated in a bad way versus a good way? Uh, only in my own head. Um, okay. It was the, you know, if anything, it's the social segregation of, um, you know, adolescent ego being uh, threatened by, you know, anybody that's perceived to be, you know, smarter than them. And of course I've got, I've got a mouth and I'll tell you no problem when you're wrong and that you suck. Paul Sokol will tell you you're wrong and you suck. I'm gonna, yeah, that's, it's awesome for my brand. We're going to go ahead and put that as a cool. brandable quote. You're wrong and you suck. Yep. I that's just cool. made, I just made the most friends in the world. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, um, I love it. But I mean, and I'll also tell you that you're right and awesome too. Um, there you go. You know, but you know, you said sometimes people uh, don't like that kind of directness. Uh, so yes, I felt, you know, ostracized the uh, majority of my life for sure. Well, and, and, you know, that, that comes with, um, with intelligence sometimes because, you know, we process information differently. I know I uh, had to go to a, a, a different school for gifted kids as well. And, and I remember on one of my first days, one of the kids in class called me an incredulous adult. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't even know what that meant. I had to go look it up. And I was like, Oh, you know, and for those of you who don't know, because it's not exactly common vernacular, it means an unbelieving blockhead, which 
was strictly incorrect and was just used to uh, confuse the new kid on the block. But, you know, that even kids that are gifted or smart tend to deal with it in different ways, right? They try and mm-hmm. throw their weight around with words other people don't know. And one of the things, though, that I found about you, Paul, is that even though you are extremely intelligent, you try and, and get in there and have a conversation with people. Although I can see you getting annoyed with someone who might, might you know, might be completely going over their head and they're not trying to engage. I could see you could potentially get annoyed because you want to have an engaging conversation and actually connect with people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, or I get annoyed when people admire in their stories. Like, you know, there'll be something there. They're, it's like the, the classic, you know, 600 pound morbidly obese person. Like, man, I'm just, I got all these health problems. And then they're sitting there like crushing a whole pallet of chips. It's like, well, come on, dude. Like, you know, that's, you know, when there's that kind of like, you know, in your face inauthenticity, that kind of gets, that can get annoying as well. But yeah, I love to, I love to talk about anything. Um, not, everything's open for discussion. And I know that, you know, sometimes we think things of, as inauthentic, but, you know, we also know when we, we look behind the, the curtain there with people, sometimes they just don't know how to cope. They don't know how to, you know, they do what they know. We are a product of our own environment and they just exactly. kind of do things. So I love reaching out to people and trying to help them find ways to really connect. Now, um, somebody messaged me and said that broadcasts have been interrupted. I don't know if it's back on track or hopefully you guys are all there. I see Melanie is in the house and Michael uh, Molo is in the house. Yeah. All Sokol shreds a mean four-wheeled wood stick. So we're going to have to find out what exactly that means because now I'm feeling like an incredulous adult again. <laughs> so I don't know what that means. Just talking about a skateboard. Basically. A four-wheeled wood. Oh, okay. I was thinking it was four sticks. I got it. Yeah. I, okay. I know what it is. I'm back. I'm back with the program here trying to picture four sticks coming off something. <laughs> four, four sticks with four wheels will invent yeah. the new... A new, a new ride. Right? I can see you doing that. I can see somebody saying something like that to you and saying, I'm going to just have to come up with one because somebody said it. Yeah, that, that's the best ideas are born. Right? I love that. I love it. Um, yeah, Ciro says we're breaking up. And so we're going to keep on going, guys. So at least the audio is here. But please, um, if you guys pop in a, a message and let people know that uh, we're working on whatever that audio is, we'd really appreciate it. And, um, and, uh, and hopefully I think, oh, <laughs> I, I just saw it. it we, we caught up for a second, but I'm not sure what happened. Uh, thank you guys. Thanks, Ciro. Thanks guys for being here. Thanks for uh, supporting us and letting people know that the broadcast we're working on that. All right. So let's, um, you know, I want to know with Infusionsoft, right? You got in there with Infusionsoft. You had already understood something about funnels because you understood about that people need connection. They need to continue getting contact in order to purchase them. So when you got there with, you know, Infusionsoft, what did you do? When they said, yeah, come on in, we like you. What did you start doing? What was your frontline job you had to do? So I started off as a success coach. So when people bought Infusionsoft, they also buy Kickstart package. Mm-hmm. And then they're paired with somebody like myself to help them get started with the software because it's like it's like a Ferrari or something. You know, if you don't know how to drive a fast car like that, you're going to drive it off the lot immediately into a brick wall and then get pissed off yeah. um, because you didn't learn how to drive it. So uh, to avoid that, um, we helped out with that. And they had awesome people like myself and, uh, um, a lot of, a lot of big names in the community now all started off as success coaches. Like, you know, my good buddy, Greg Jenkins, you know, we were cohorts. Um, you know, I so, love so, Greg, by the way, yeah. Greg, if you're here, love you. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, he is awesome. He actually just got done RVing across the country and was doing like live updates. I saw, wait, okay, the one with the tent, he's putting up the tent and we're watching his bit. I mean, that's so cute. I love mm-hmm. it. And, yep. Greg, um, just so you guys, if you don't know Greg, he's with Monkey Pod. He is a, a great, he's a great guy. So go yeah, ahead. He's, he's definitely a contemporary. I consider him as, as smart as myself, if not better, uh, when it comes to strategy. Um, so, but yeah, anyway, success coach. So guys like him, myself, we would help people get started on the software. And I think I, I was on a mission. I was on like a road to a thousand uh, people launched. And then by the time I got to like 200 something, um, yeah, again, I, I just got got sucked into, you know, different roles, mm-hmm. uh, which pulled me into product eventually over time. Um, actually, the first, the, 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 the true genesis of that identity was there were 
they were looking to get some extra revenue at the end of the year. I think it was like 2012 or something like that. Uh, and, the, and, the can, and the visual campaign builder had just come out. So they're like, hey, we're going to sell these campaign models to people and, you know, we'll implement it for them. And uh, the, just the, the development and the QA and, and, you know, just governance of it wasn't there. So there was, you know, uh, you know, instructions that didn't match or campaign model wouldn't work as it was expected to do. And I took a stand and was like, guys, like, we got to get this fixed where, you know, if people buy this and we give it to them as it is, they're getting broken stuff. And it took me about a week of saying, listen, this is bad. Anyway, so, yeah. go ahead. So you were saying we got to fix this? <laughs> yeah, and- yeah, we got to fix this. And they're like, sure, go for it. And so that's kind of what I ended up doing. And the, the first thing I did was kind of stem the bleeding and create a basic ticketing system. So if any coaches experienced issues, they could just say, hey, here's the model and here's the problem. Gotcha. Um, and I kind of got those you know, documents fixed up. And that was, and then that led into more, you know, projects and things of building campaigns and then when the marketplace came out and they're like we need somebody to build campaigns for the launch of it Mm -hmm. Uh, again there was not really anybody that was stepping up to do that and I'm like I'll do it and so they're like you on it and I did for uh, about 80 90 campaigns worth that's fantastic and for those of you guys who don't know that that's it's a really really um tremendous feat and it's a lot of value and stuff that are bringing to people so we are going to um dive into another piece that you guys are going to find interesting in just a second we're going to talk about his shark tank ventures and how he helped somebody earn six figures in nine days so and really quick what we're going to do and again those of you guys that have downloaded the podcast we really appreciate you and we would love for you guys to check out the video version as well again of episode 43 of Vicky Pitch Live, A Fresh Perspective, where you guys can see Mr. Paul Sokol, aka the mad scientist, uh, the super infusion soft expert. But right now we're going to take a, a little word from our sponsor. And one of the, you guys know that I am a huge live streamer, that I do daily live streams and I use Archon Mounts. Archon Mounts are the bomb.com. I use the uh, TW Broadcaster to d- dual stream every day on Facebook Live as well as Periscope. And that RVTRIXL, for those of you guys listening, that little when I carry that in my purse, that's actually what I had uh, did the pre-broadcast with as well. So if you guys go to archon.com and use my code FITCHSLAP, which is from my other podcast, F-I-T-C-H-S-L-A-P, you get 20% off on any of your purchases. So again, archon.com, you get 20% off with the code FITCHSLAP. So as we come back in here and let's, I mean, people got to want to know, like who wants to, um, I'd like to know what you had to do with Shark Tank. How did that have to do with Infusionsoft and how did you help somebody earn six figures in nine days? Cool. So uh, it's a really neat little story. So uh, Damon John uses Infusionsoft. I don't know if you're aware of it, huge fan uh-huh. of it. Mm-hmm. And one of the episodes a couple of years ago, uh, for whatever reason, that a company that he invested in would would have great use out of Infusionsoft. And so uh, I don't remember exactly how I got paired up on the project, but it ended up that I built the whole funnel for this guy and it was for a membership site. And it was really, it was a really traditional membership site funnel, you know, nothing fancy, nothing crazy. Hey, you know, get, get the first four videos for free and then, you know, buy the rest of them. Uh, And then there was a couple, you know, uh, you know, $7 upsells that you could add on to it. Um, and uh, simply due to the volume of traffic, uh, it ended up doing uh, over six figures in over nine days because people saw it on television. They went to the website and the funnel converted and it did its trick. That actually, that project is where I discovered how to do a, a one-click upsell, downsell chain. So where once wait, you have wait people, did you hear that? A one-click upsell, downsell chain. We're gonna learn about y'all. that in a minute. Wait, what? Y'all, yeah, we gotta throw a y'all in there. Just y'all. real, real deep yeah. south to sound less educated about it. One click up, a <laughs> one-click upsell. Da- wait, no, what was it? Now I forgot. With the right? It's that one-click upsell, upsell, downsell chain, y'all. Chain, y'all. Okay. So, <laughs> so tell us about that. Tell us about the one-click upsell, downsell chain, y'all. Sure. So there is a tactic in online marketing known as a one-click upsell. And the idea is that if you have somebody's credit card on file, in theory, you can bill them whenever you, 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 you want. Uh, obviously, 
you know, you'll be You didn't mean it exactly the way that sounded, guys. We'll explain that in a second, but yeah. go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, obviously, if you're ringing false charges, you get shut down. But <laughs> the, in, the, the possibility, like some this might be communication style. You have their card on file, you can bill them. Doesn't mean you will, you can. Um, with the one-click upsell, uh, it's basically giving them an option. And usually, you'll see this in sales funnels. So you buy something, and then the thank you page says, great, your order's confirmed, but hold on, there's more. Uh, and then with just one click of a mouse, you can add that to your order. And what these guys needed, they needed a more advanced manifestation of that, which was a chain of that. So if you decline the first upsell, they wanted to show you a second different upsell. If, but if you accepted the first upsell, then you would see a different third upsell than that. So it's like a uh, like a choose your adventure kind of thing. And it's all done. With, with the single mouse click. Uh, and that's a great way to boost average order value uh, by just tacking on, you know, some of that. That's the Haiti on fries with that uh, right. version of, of online marketing, basically. And I think that's the important part for some people that might be new um, that, you know, worry that online marketing is kind of a, a scam game, right? Is that when you say, when we've got your credit card on file, you know, you can bill, what we're saying is that really it's called a tripwire. When you actually purchase something, even if a small purchase, purchase something that you're more apt and more encouraged or motivated to purchase something else because it's already easy and it's already there. And so that's, that's really kind of where you're going with that, right? Paul, is that we're trying to help encourage people to continue on with the selling process, right? Yeah. And, and the idea behind the tripwires, it's, it's, it's designed to to pull the buyers that are their hot buyers off the line right away and change, transform the relationship into that of a paying customer. Right. Um, and it's so it, it's really, yeah, it, it's identifying the, those people. So you could use it as a tripwire. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have to, uh, for anybody watching, if you're trying to do this tripwire concept, one thing I've observed is like the whole pricing, you know, so they'll have like a $7 tripwire and then like some $54,000 product. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> for, trip, for, for a trip where I had to work, the pricing does have to be proportional to uh, the core offer that you're selling. So if you're selling something for 2000 bucks, you can have a $200 tripwire. You know, you want to try and have it at least about 10% of the full cost because if someone can't spend 200 bucks with you, you think they're going to spend a couple grand with you. No. Right. Um, and so that's the, I guess, the philosophy behind that, about the, the, the real why behind that tripwire concept. It's not just trying to get that first sale or whatnot. It's, it's transforming them to a paying customer ASAP. Uh, and also, again, testing their, uh, their price, I don't know, tolerance or their ability. You would probably have a fancy term for that as a, as a sales pro. What is it? Their, their, not, not their price resistance, their price, I guess what's the opposite of resistance? The, uh, well, I mean, I you can say tolerance, but really, I mean, I think of things a little bit differently and it doesn't mean that the, the end result isn't the same, but I think of when we, the more value we're providing, the more encouraged people are when we solve their pain, what, you know, the, the value of that, the, the medicine becomes mm -hmm. greater. And so it's really more of, you know, a solution We're solution oriented and not so much how much they can afford to spend, but how much pain they're having. Cause mm -hmm. you know, being someone that was in a wheelchair for three and a half years myself, I was in a lot of pain for a lot of time. And, you know, I would spend, I spent a lot of money on different therapies and treatments to get better because my pain point, which was an actual pain versus a, you know, a virtual pain was really challenging. And so when we identify what people struggle with, and that's why funnels can be so effective, is that when we ask the right questions and we get them into a funnel that's relevant to what their particular pain point is, it gives us an opportunity to solve it and have them, you know, move through that funnel in a way that's all about them. You know, the whole WIFM method, what's in it for me, right? We want to mm -hmm. make sure that they're all, that they recognize that, because you know, there's, there's a lot of sales funnels out there that, you, you, you know, that do start with a tripwire that are really not about me. They're so about you, not you personally, but, you yeah. know, and we can see it, you know, we can see what, that it's there and there is, but there is some temptation still to do it when, when offers are based on, you know, an urgency matter. So there's a lot of marketing things get wrapped into creating an effective sales funnel. And um, one of my specialties is making sure that they're, they're relationship oriented and, you know, feelings that we do have an emotional connection with a buyer. So they feel good and that we solve their pain point. And, you know, it's, there's no um, harm, there's no shame in us solving a pain point and earning a profit. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. For, for sure. Um, I think those are some of the best tripwire offers is the one that do solve an immediate kind of pain point mm-hmm. uh, because it solves their pain. And then again, further positions you as that, that expert in the authority kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. But also again, you, you could also release something that's bad and has no value. Yeah, that's and and I think there's probably people out there who have experienced that and feel really disappointed and discouraged, which is why they get fearful of online marketers thinking, oh, I'm going to buy, you know, there's even some, you know, people that are really pretty well known that that sell some pretty interesting, um, you know, products. So, you know, we just have an opportunity to try and, and step above, right, and, and be even better than than average. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> So, Paul, you also have written, did you write the book Infusionsoft Cookbook? Tell me a little bit about that. Share with the audience about your experience, why someone came to you to ask you to write it, and what is the Infusionsoft Cookbook? Sure. So, uh, I speak at the the annual Infusionsoft conference called ICON, and I have for the past, I don't know, I think five, six years, and fingers crossed, hopefully they'll they'll keep inviting me back. I just got to make sure I'm staying on my game and you know, learning stuff uh, and also avoiding, uh, you know, social faux pas like on, on a live stream and telling people that I'm going to tell you that you're wrong and making them think I'm super friendly, right? <laughs> um, that's, you know, scars and all, right? Uh, yeah, this is me. We still love you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, uh, the cookbook. Uh, yeah, the cookbook. So speaking at, at Icon 14, and I actually released a process cookbook as my, my gift to the crowd of a couple of different simple recipes, and Packed Publishing actually releases cookbooks for uh, different things like a PHP cookbook, HTML, and they'd been wanting an Infusionsoft cookbook for many years, and there was nobody that they felt was qualified to actually do it, and they had an agent somewhere somehow got turned on to my talk, and they saw what they did, and they said, we want you to write this book. And uh, I got the blessing from uh, my manager and then the CTO and then the legal department. So basically that's all kind of mine. I own it, which is nice. Well, I guess Pact, you know, owns it, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's my work. And, um, and then it was the marathon of writing a book. Writing a book is a marathon. Uh, It is not easy. And there's a lot of mental struggle to like force myself to write every single day, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, it's if you're thinking of writing a book and you're watching this, make sure that you can commit like uh, unreasonably at least Monday through Friday to write, you know, X pages or a chapter, or, you know, whatever your thing is, because it's hard. It really is. It, it is truly a marathon. You know, there, there's no sprinting through writing a book. Uh, so not something to be taken lightly if you're considering it not to scare you away from it but also just realize you're going to be in the middle of it and you're like oh man i'm five chapters in i feel great and then you have uh you know a whole half book to go so so um well and you know that's the thing is that and guys i do know that facebook is acting up and the the, key, the broadcast keeps getting interrupted so we apologize if you can still hear us thanks for hanging in there for those of you guys who are on the um have downloaded this on itunes stitcher blog talk wherever you are thank you for being here and you are the lucky people that get to experience the full uh you know all the full information of paul and uh, some of facebook our live audience is not as lucky as you so, you know, Paul, I would love to know two things. First of all, in the Infusionsoft cookbook, is it actual formulas that people could, that have Infusionsoft can jot in there and create their own funnels? Absolutely. It's a cookbook. You know, oh, I want an apple pie. Okay, get two eggs and some apples. And I don't know, I'm not a cook, but that's the idea. So you want to build a, a contact us form for your website. Cool. Do this, do this, do this. Uh, all the emails are written. Um, obviously, it's a book. So, you know, you have to type them up yourself, but... It is a cookbook. And so where can people get it if they want a copy of this cookbook? Do they, can they get it from you? Do we get it on Amazon? Where's the best place for us to yeah. get it? So the best place to get it if you want is you can go to iscookbook.com and that'll take you uh, not only to the official Amazon site, but you can choose to get my top three marketplace campaigns as a bonus. Uh, what? I'm that I'm in. I love it. I love it. That's awesome, Paul. And so do you benefit from that, Paul, as the author of the book? Do you benefit from it? There are royalties, yeah. So once a quarter I get a statement and uh eventually I'll be making we making some some scratch on that. There so, you go. Yeah. 
Well, excellent. So I, as an author myself, I love writing. I'm one of those rare, I'm, I've been told before I'm a freak of nature. Like I wrote one book in about like I really wrote the first book in, in one day and then I fixed the drafts, but I can like sit, I know I can write for like eight hours and finish a book. So I'm one of those, uh, again, I've been called a freak of nature, which is always fun, right? It's <laughs> prolific. Right? It's a lot of writing. I know it just flows out of me. And it, so if I don't have to use my thumbs except for the spacer bar, I'm all in. But if you get me my thumbs, it is all over as you know, yeah. we talked about that before. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. So, um, you know, when we're looking at that, I want to also talk about, you know, you're, you're not just about Infusionsoft and we're going to talk about some funnels. I'm hoping Facebook clears up um, before we go into those, but uh, I would like to talk about, you have a foundation, right? Keep children yeah. rocking. So tell us yes. a little bit about that. So Keep Children Rockin' is a nonprofit and we provide music equipment donations to local elementary and middle school music programs. Uh-huh. Um, and this, this showed up in my life. I was going through a landmark uh, education, taking their self-expression leadership program. And I wanted to throw a heavy metal festival. I'm a heavy metal guy. And uh, that project ended up turning into a charity festival because there's a really big problem in the world out there, Vicky, as I'm sure you can relate. Because you, you, you've got, do you have kids? I yes? do. Okay. I have a 15-year-old and mm -hmm. one that's going to turn 21 in just a couple of days. Wow. Congrats. Okay. So they're, they're kind of rounding out their school. But I'm sure that you can remember that, especially in, you know, when they were in middle school, elementary school, that the budgets are being cut. Yes. And it's forcing administrators to make really tough choices. And music program is one of the first to go because equipment, you know, is expensive. And so the problem is, though, that if nobody does anything about this in a couple of generations, there's going to be basically no new music coming out of America. It'll be all talk radio. And uh, it's gonna, there's going to be a weird hole in our, in our social fabric because other countries will still have their music. Um, but that we won't. And I refuse to live into that world. And that's why I found it Keep Children Rocking. And that's why we provide music equipment donations to keep music in the schools. And uh, every year we fund that through a, uh, a heavy metal festival. That's usually a multi-day kind of thing. Uh, and this year we're expanding for our fourth year into a three-city tour. Wow. Our, our objectives, uh, I guess this past year, we had our, our best donations ever. So we were able to donate over $4,000 worth of equipment and uh, repairs to seven local Phoenix schools and a Tucson school. Wow. And so we, yeah, we actually repaired an entire middle school's worth of instruments, uh, minor repairs, you know, so the simple things, uh, there's 23 instruments and uh, Brindley's Music Center in Chandler. Uh, as a local small business that you know does music and whatnot, and they gracefully donated all of those repairs. It was about two thousand bucks worth of work they did. Wow! And uh, I just had to figure out how to stuff all this into my car. <laughs> <laughs> how to fix all the how to get all the fixed instruments into your car? Mm -hmm. It was like Tetris. There was it was me and twenty three instruments in Honda Civic. And oh my. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, it shows your heart though for people and heart for children and, you know, and putting your time in, you know, cause uh, rumor has it, you're a pretty good, um, <laughs> rumor has it that yeah, you actually have a pretty good, um, a drumming ability, right? Cause I'm pretty sure I saw you drumming when we were at, uh, Icon. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, man. Paul Toby, I'll tell you what, it, people let me do weird stuff sometimes just because I ask, you know, that was a really <laughs> calm and chill jazz. I'm like, Hey, let me bring my pedals out and I'm sitting there's like blasting at the end of the night, like being basically closing the, closing the room out, you know, making sure everybody leaves you know, on time. But, uh, yeah, I enjoy drumming for sure. Uh, being an electrical engineer, you know, I'm all about math and numbers or at least, you know, by trade, I'm not an you know, electrical engineer professionally, but uh, I do like the numbers and the math behind it. And uh, that's all drumming is. It's all patterns. It's all periodicity. And it's it's a really challenging instrument because I've got, you know, because it's, it's four, four limbs that I'm trying to all keep going either together or independent. Um, and just guitars don't work in my hands. I don't know. I've tried. It's, it's weird. So I'll leave that. Well, maybe you have fat thumb syndrome like I do. And so when you're, but it re, maybe it just carrying over to the fingers. <laughs> maybe, I, I, it might just be the precision thing. Like I can swing my arm and, you know, hit something, but I can't pluck, you know, strings that are, you know, half an inch away from each other with precision. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just not my style. Well, that's okay. Right. We all have our own, uh, our own things that are, that were where we really, 
really rock it and, you know, where we have uh, challenges. And so like, for instance, this, you know, funnels, for instance, are, um, you know, something most people just, they don't get, it goes over their head and they're not able to, you know, they're not able to adjust. So um, let's also talk, I know there, let's talk about Bebo, Winston, and is it Remy? It is Remy, yeah. <laughs> so tell everybody again. Uh, I know Facebook, I think, has actually locked us out. So we are still Perfect. live broadcasting for our podcast, and then we will see what we can do about fixing this video later. But you know, tell us a little bit about those three: Bebo, Winston, and Remy. Right. So Bebo is actually a cat I got from Infusionsoft back what? at the old building in Gilbert. Yeah, uh, back when I was still uh, actually, I just bought my house. Uh -huh. We just bought our house and, uh, you know, I, I said I didn't have a car yet. So I was still like biking and skateboarding into work. And uh, I walked in one day and actually Belinda was here in the comments earlier. She's like, he, she was working the front desk. I was like, hey, you want this kitten? Because uh -huh. I just happened to be the next guy that walked in because someone <laughs> found a kitten outside. And uh, I was like, yeah, I just moved into a house. We could use a kitten. And uh, that's how I got Bebo. And she's, uh, she's just a sweet little girl. Uh, and then Winston is this all black little, uh, he's actually a black Maine Coon. So he's really, and we believe he was the runt because usually Maine Coons are, are a bigger cat and he's a really, he's a really tiny spindly little dude. Um, and just really, uh, man, uh, a typical cat, like really skittish, you know, sure. he'll, he'll kind of stay hidden away. And then of course uh, the newest one is Remy. We got Remy outside of Club Red. Uh, somebody found a kitten one day last uh, last October, and, and we ended up taking him in. And he's fearless. There's actually cat personality tests. I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's actually different kinds. Know. Yeah, I didn't know this either. Uh, but my girlfriend showed me there's different kind of cat personalities, and Remy is the sidekick personality. Oh. Uh, and so he's utterly fearless. Um, he's uh, uh, He'll always kind of be by your side, just hanging out. And, uh, yeah, like I said, he's fearless. There's, a, uh, you know, my girl's, my girlfriend's got a, uh, uh, a cattle dog, you know, and so really high energy kind of, uh, you know, used to herding stuff. So chasing cats around is a lot of fun. Uh, it freaks <laughs> out the other cats, but Remy just stands his ground. He's, he's standing, he's still a kitten. He's not even a year old and he'll just stand there to this big, you know, 50 pound overgrown, you know, blue healer and stand its ground and swat at him and, and actually win. <laughs> Wow, you don't know, you love that? Yeah. Like that, where the underdogs can, uh, you know, kind of, um, you know, kind of support things, right? The underdog comes to the rescue and and just kind of does their own thing. I love that. So, um, so why don't you also, you know, and I know that, um, you know, you've done some different speaking and stuff for, like you were talking about, you've been at Icon. You also, uh, are you going to? Do you know if you're going to be speaking at PartnerCon? I will be there in a couple of months. Are you going to be there? Do you know? My hope is that I'll be speaking at PartnerCon. I actually did speak to, to David and, and Pam yesterday. Well, I sent them an email yesterday asking about that. And so, fingers crossed, hopefully they'll like my topics and, and let me so feel free, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to, uh, you know, say, hey, it'll be great if Paul Sokol could speak again. Because I did speak last year and I had a blast doing some advanced, uh, like really advanced automation stuff because you guys are the partners. I, I love you guys the most. Uh, sure. So I want to give you the best kind of information. Well, uh, hopefully, when, yes. Hopefully, when you see. give us, yeah, when you give us some uh, answers to some questions, then we're really going to wink, wink, nudge, nudge for you and try and see what we can do. You know, I've actually talked to both Jeremiah and Matt about you and, and what a, um, you know, what a great attribute, you know, or a great support system you are for the community and how many great attributes you have about um, just communicating with people. When people ask, like I said, you give very thoughtful answers. You know, I remember we, when we met, I asked some questions and, you know, I looked at first and I was thinking, okay, does that look mean I don't want to tell you anything or does that look mean I, um, I'm thinking because I'm a thinker. Like I start... Like, you know, I'll start, my kids say, why are you mad? You know, because I furrow my little brow when I'm, when I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm not mad. I'm just thinking, you know, and they're like, well, it looks like you're mad. So I'm like, okay, I'm just thinking. <laughs> you know? So, but you actually give some very thoughtful answers where, you know, you just don't blow things off. You, you actually, you know, dive in there uh, mentally and, and try and figure out, I can watch the little wheels turning. And I personally appreciate that a lot because I, I recognize that as someone who's, who's giving something, you know, is really giving of themselves. And that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, if someone's gonna, you know, 
ask me a question, I may as well honor it and give it a good thoughtful answer. Um, but yeah, I totally know about the furrow brow thinking thing that actually happened today. I was sitting there, I was studying some, uh, some, some Frank Kern closing stuff for a client, you know, just sitting on, on my couch reading and, you know, my girlfriend asked me something and I heard what she said, but I still had a thought in my head that was finishing. And so I looked at her and the thought in my head finished. And then I'm like, yeah, yeah. And just answered the question. But like, I literally, I saw it in my head. It was like, you know, a ticker at the bottom of the news channel where like thought finishing. Right, right, okay, right. Now you have the mental bandwidth to answer the question. You heard it. I heard what she said. I just wasn't going. <laughs> right. I just wasn't ready to go there, but it's next. It was next on the path, right? Right. Exactly. It's next oh. in line. Well, that, you know, as we're talking about speaking, and again, for those of you guys who, um, I know that our live broadcast is not working properly, but for those of you guys who have downloaded this podcast, um, there's an opportunity. Uh, I am speaking at, um, in in uh, New Zealand, actually, for Social Media Ooh. Conference New Zealand. And if you guys, those of you that want to fly over with me, I'm super excited to have you there. But those of you that can't, they are, we are doing live streaming tickets now as well. And um, the uh, it's socialmediaconference.co.nz. And if you use the code Vicky, you get a significant discount. So remember that, you guys, that uh, this is an opportunity for you to learn some more things. I'm actually, part of my talk is about automation. It's about live streaming and how to convert people in you know, get them into your funnels and also convert them to cash so you can deliver value to those people. So we'll be talking about Infusionsoft and uh, how I use that tool as a great follow-up and a great sequencer. Um, so are there any other speaking engagements you might have, you know, coming up, Paul, like that anything besides Icon and PartnerCon uh, where people might be able to see, or maybe you have some uh, band stuff got coming up? <laughs> so it's probably going to be more band stuff than, than not. So regarding speaking engagements, I... I intentionally and strategically try to limit them each uh, to only a couple times each year because um, I'm not really looking to go out there and like, as a professional speaker, have that be a big line item for, for my revenue here. I love speaking and love teaching. Um, but, you know, it is an investment of the, the time to go there and, you know, flying out and all that jazz. Not that I don't love to do that. But if I do that all the time, I know that I'm not going to work on other places, the business that needs it. Plus, that forces me to really give the best content that I can, you know, each time. So uh, I think probably PECON would be the next opportunity to see me speak. Uh, I want to say that there's a couple other events, uh, you know, uh, there's just a couple other events that I'm, that I'm kicking around, but nothing official yet. Um, I may be invited back to Liam. Liam Austin has a whole bunch of online uh, summits uh -huh. so he'll have like the instagram summit or the email marketing summit and it'll take a whole bunch of people you know like myself that are experts in a particular area and he'll do a, a kind of what we're doing right now it'll be you know you know 30 you know 30 people over the course of a week all talking about email automation or all talking about instagram or something like that sure um, so maybe that'll be like the next opportunity but not really anything official uh if you want to see some of my my work uh, at least with live streaming, uh, I do a lot of live streaming of the local bands uh, at Club Red here in Phoenix, Mesa, which is basically it's the CBGB of the West. And uh, we... You're going to have to tell people what CBGB is. Remember, everybody, oh, this is an international audience we have. Everybody does okay. not know what that means. <laughs> so I know you probably don't think you know what it means, but you've seen people walking around with shirts that say CBGB. It's like a hard rock cafe shirt, like you've seen them. CBGB was a club in, uh, in, in, in the East Coast in the, the late 70s and 80s that was a platform for some of the newer bands coming out, uh, you know, at that time that most clubs wouldn't put up. So, you know, guys like the Ramones, you know, Dead Boys, Joan Jett, um, more of the less conventional, you know, kind of acts. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was the platform for them to lift them up and, and really celebrate their music. And so now um, the industry is, uh, it's definitely evolved since then. And I don't see as many venues and promoters lifting up the artists and the talent in at least the way that I believe they could. Gotcha. Because you know, as a promoter, we're a platform, you know, we've got this empty room, we got to sell tickets, but in order to sell tickets, the, the art, the artist has to, you know, have a good product or sell them, we're kind of giving them that. So, um, so that's why I like to live stream and, and record that in some cases, these bands, this, that'll be the only time they've, 
they'll ever get to see themselves perform live. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there's already been bands that I've, I've live streamed that uh, I know for a fact uh, are broken up now. And mm-hmm. that's one of the one historical things. Um, something we've gotten into recently uh, is 360 streaming. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, you kind of, you, know, you, you pop your little phone like this and it's like, you're standing in the club. You can look around right. and actually get that experience. Like you're standing in club red in, in Mesa. Um, so that's not really my automation work. That's more of the kind of the the tech work and just the love for the for the scene because we do all sorts of shows, you know, hip hop, metal, um, you know, reggae, just kind of whatever, whatever you know, whatever's out there, whatever kind of band you think is rocking it at the moment where you can share it out. Mm-hmm. I like it. So what? So tell us what would be um, your main marketing tip for somebody that's new to the online marketing space. And then let's give an advanced tip for some of those listeners who are already um, our Infusionsoft customers and are ready to level up. So let's start with the basics. Like what, what funnel do you think the average person should have? I think the average person should understand how to sell. Okay. And then once they learn how to sell, then they can translate that knowledge into some kind of funnel based on whatever it is that they're offering. Okay. Um, learn to sell first. Even if you're not going to be like a sales rep or anything like that, um, marketing is selling. You know, a Facebook ad is selling a click. A yes. email is selling, you know, a click. A direct mail piece is selling a phone call or a QR code scan or something like that. Right. A website for the, uh, I'm looking at the Social Media Conference New Zealand, a website is there to sell a ticket, you know? Right. So, um it is. Learn to worry about the funnel. I guess don't get hung up on the technology. Mm-hmm. Get hung up on the strategy and the why. Make gotcha. sure that you philosophically understand why you're doing what you're doing in the first place. And, and then figure out the tools. And that's something, yeah, for, for those of you guys who um, are new to my broadcast, of course, that I do train in anything from sales to social media. So if you need assistance with that, we can certainly help you to level up your game and, and understand the relationship with your client. Like what uh, Paul's saying is that when you know how to sell, you understand what people want. You understand the questions they're going to ask. You understand what their hesitations are. And you can build a funnel that will answer those questions for them as they kind of are popping up in their mind when, you know, this is assuming we can't reach out and talk to them on the phone. We, we put them in a funnel that allows us to nurture the relationship and give them the tips and stuff that they need so when they're ready that they'll talk to us right Paul mm-hmm. absolutely that's uh, that's totally what it is and that that's uh, that's probably why my first piece of advice is learn how to sell yeah and you can't sell without a relationship so learn how to do that one-on-one and then you should be able to do that you know automatically or at least pseudo automatically mm-hmm. you know you can get somebody a certain point down the funnel and then maybe it's just a phone call to close them which is what a lot of the big guys do for these big programs, by the way. Sure. Absolutely. So do you have any, is there any advanced tip or something that you know that most people aren't using that you've discovered, whether it's, you know, you in using a funnel system or how you trigger things or, you know, what you've recognized as something that's beneficial? Yeah. I realize that as an automated experience designer, you know, which is the field that we're in, um, we actually have to plan for failure and that's actually, we, we should expect people to not do what we're asking them to do. Mm. Uh, people we, absorb that for one minute because what he's saying, you know, we have to plan for failure. What he means is that we have to plan to figure out what that plan B is when people don't do what we're hoping they do and how we can try and get them back on, on board to getting the information. Right, Paul? Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good stuff right there. It is, it is. So like, let's say that, um, let's say you had a lead magnet, you know, and you wanted to email your list and say, hey, get this cool lead magnet. Well, um, we know for a fact that um, not only are people not going to open it, if they open it, they're not going to click it. So we need to plan for that. So um, something I've been teaching recently that's been working really well for, for my students, and I guess this would be an advanced tip, is a, is a broadcast expander idea where you are trying to get somebody to do something, you know, like, like through a traditional email broadcast. Uh, you send it out, and then if they do not even open the email, 
you send the exact same email with a different subject line that hits it from a different psychological angle. Mm-hmm. And then if they still don't open it, then another week later, you hit it basically again, exact same email, third, completely different subject line. Because if you think about it, it doesn't matter. This is the same email. They didn't open the first ones in the first place. Right. And then no idea. Right. They have no idea. And then if they do open it, but then they don't click or redeem or do whatever they're supposed to do, then you can, you can handle that. Like the, the click abandon that is what, what I've been calling it. So uh, addressing that behavior. So it's really just like creating uh, that, that true one-on-one, you know, relationship. So let's say Vicky, I was like, Hey, I want you to, I've got this cool article for you. I'm going to email it to you. Okay, Paul, great. You email it to me. And I mean, I email it to you and then you don't, you don't even open it. And then so a week later I send it to you again. And then, you know, maybe you do open it, but you don't click like a real conversation might be, Hey, did you see that thing I sent you? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the advanced tip is figure out the one to one relationship and Gotcha. And make it scale up to a million. Mm, that's good. Some good advice, especially if you understand how to create some of those funnels. And uh, maybe we'll do some kind of additional course for you um, inside the Rockstar. So if you guys aren't part of the Rockstar group, definitely go to vickifitch.com slash biz and click that link. We'd love to have you in there. And again, if you want some more information on automation on our VA services so you can help offload so you can allow high tech to allow you to be high touch. There's other buttons that you can click there too to let us know what it is, how we can assist you. Like joining the rock stars. You want to know about how, how to live stream? The Rock That Stream course is almost ready for you guys. And and again, you'll get to see a tripwire in action. I promise you that. So that'll be a great opportunity for you guys to get some free content, understand what a lead magnet is and understand what a tripwire sequence is and how to um, understand that my my job is to try and help you solve a pain point. If you want to make more money, if you want to understand how to live stream and how to create a living, um, building your business and your brand using live stream as a catalyst, that'll help you do it. So again, vickyfedge.com slash biz. Um, you, the, um, the sales page will be up shortly at uh, vickyfitch.com slash rock that stream. So anyway, we appreciate you. And so Paul, as we kind of close out here, we would love to know, um, you know, what is, you know, what is, what's, uh, what's next for you? Like, where are you going with your career with things? What, what's going on right now with Paul? Cool. That's a great question. Thanks for giving me the space <clears throat> to share about that. So as I mentioned earlier, automated experience design, uh, that is a legitimate field that does exist. Um, it just hasn't been defined yet, hasn't been declared. Uh, I equate it to what HTML was in like the late 80s, where it was only like the nerdiest nerds, you know, <laughs> graduate school doing it. But now anybody can get, you can go take a free course online about HTML, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this whole online funnel automation thing is, is, is an industry, you know, it is a field. Uh, and so I am out to be one of the first people to declare it. Uh, so I'm in the process of working on an actual textbook uh, called Automated Experience Design for Small Business that is a textbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the idea is that it's designed to, it is written and designed to be used as uh, a potentially you know, 300, 400 level course in an undergrad marketing curriculum, as well as somebody like you who's a business owner that just wants to do automation. It can be kind of like a, a reference desk guide. Gotcha. Um, so, uh, and the my idea is that, you know, 200 years from now, somebody's pulling this old thick book off a shelf and says automated experience design, you know, first edition. Um, and, uh, you know, who is this Paul Sokol guy? And that's kind of, that's, that, that's what I'm about. Like, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I read it today from, yeah, I think it was a, a Frank Kern thing, something about don't try to impress your neighbors and try to impress your great grandkids. <laughs> right. And like that, that's what I'm about, you know, like, you know, could, could I be creating these high dollar value things and, you know, selling a bunch of stuff online? Sure. And I'm right. sure I'll get to that. But right now, you know, I'm blessed. My bills are handled. My, you know, contractors bills are handled and I can eat and, you know, keep a roof over my head. So I'm, I'm out to change the world, like actually change the world, not, you know, maybe become a millionaire for myself and build this rapid community of people, but you know, whatever I'm, I'm going to shift an industry gotcha. uh, and I don't see anybody doing it, 
but it's I mean look at look at look at the proliferation of bots this year. Twenty seventeen's been the year of bots. I predicted oh, it back sure. in twenty eighteen. Um, probably back in back in twenty eighteen in the future. No, I predicted <laughs> it at the beginning of the year. And actually, I wrote a blog post for Greg predicting. Uh, you know, automation trends for the year and a bot is an automated experience and it must yeah, be fair. designed intentionally. Um, very much. And so again, I want to be one of the first guys to say this is an official field and here's how to get yourself educated on it. Um, because I guess what a lot of people don't realize is that, <clears throat> yeah, I was good. I'm good at Infusionsoft, but why I'm good at it is because of the strategy. It's right. understanding what we're doing. It's not just a tool. Anybody can pick up a hammer and swing it. It takes a real expert to know what kind of nail do we use? Where do we put it? What kind of picture wire do we use? What kind of hammer? Right. Um, All so that stuff is really important. So I love that. I love that you're taking, you know, I always call it a market separator. When we're inside an industry, inside something, what is it that separates us apart? And sometimes it's, uh, you know, just a differentiation inside the pack. And other times it's really moving yourself outside the pack, which is what you're doing. You're taking an industry and you're blossoming, blossoming it into something new and extraordinary. And I think that is really exceptional. So we're super excited to hear that. So Paul, um, how can people get a hold of you if they want to check that out. I know if we want to get the um, Infusionsoft cookbook, we can go to iscookbook.com and then we can also pick up your additional freebies, which I'm excited about. How mm -hmm. else can they reach you? Uh, I guess I'm all over the internet. You know, yeah. find me on, on Facebook, I guess. Find me on, on Twitter. Uh, I'm a super approachable guy. Just reach out and, uh, you know, uh, and now, do you have, depending do you have on, a website that you'd like people to go to, or do you want them to just connect with you on social media? It depends on what they're looking to do. You can go to paulsocal.me and sign up for my Under the Hair uh, newsletter, uh, email. <clears throat> under the hair. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just curious, like as I'm looking at that mane that you have that every one of us is jealous of, you know, under the hair, does it have anything to do with that? <laughs> it does. It does. That was actually one of the uh, – Raven Kleinbach, you probably know her. She's a certified partner along uh -huh. Along with you, she was one of the first subscribers, and I asked the community for a name, and she threw that out there, and she had a lot more foresight than I did, realizing that my hair was going to become as big a part of my brand as it was, <laughs> um, you know, to the point where we're actually um, in the process of releasing an anthology of my email newsletters from the, the 2013 to 2016 editions that were released. They're going to come out in the hardback with the you know, a couple extra bonuses and things like wow, that. Wow, I love it. And then if people want to get a hold of you on social media, you have, the, your handle is the same across all platforms, right? Mm -hmm. It's at Voyix, V-O-Y-I-C-K-S. Mm -hmm. So do you want to tell everybody what that means? Yeah, nothing at all. It's just a <laughs> Did you hear that already? Character. It means absolutely nothing. So. It does. Well, inherently life it itself is empty and meaningless. We, we assign the meaning that we choose to assign through it. But Voix itself is literally meaningless. It's just a string of characters that is pronounceable, and uh, nobody else has it. So I can get that handle pretty much anywhere that I go. Okay, now people are going to, as soon as a new platform comes out, they're going to see if they can go steal it from you beforehand. <laughs> yeah, go go steal my Voyage handle, please. That's really important to me. <laughs> well, you know, Paul, it has been so fun to have you here. And, you know, we always ask you for a quote or a thought. Um, and you said, that which you can conceive and believe you can achieve. And that was by Napoleon Hill. Mm -hmm. So I love that quote. As you know, um, you know, my, my uh, tagline is dream it, believe it, achieve it. And, and reminding people that that's how we have to start. We have to dream it. We have to think about the possibilities of the automation. We have to think about the possibilities of our business. We have to think about the possibilities of instruments, you know, being in schools and being repaired. Mm -hmm. We have to think about it, dream it, and we have to believe that it'll happen. If, it, if we don't believe it, right, then then it's, then it's we're not even going to move towards it. And then, of course, achieving it is that success thing. And so, you know, you've had some tremendous success in what's going on, and we're super excited to have you here. I mean, you've just been a real blessing, and I can't wait to talk to you offline for a minute and ask you a couple of questions about Infusionsoft and, and help people to understand that, again, your knowledge is more than just about business tech, that you have a heart for people, you have a heart for understanding what they're going through and for, you know, solving those pain points, even taking in stray kittens or cats and <laughs> finding out their personality types. I love it. It's just it's fun. True. 
a fun piece of you. Um, and for those of you guys who, uh, the broadcast, we have Kiki Sure is on uh, next Wednesday on Vicki Fitch Live. She is the founder of WeKiki.Party. That is the substitute for Blab. Many of us met on a Blab, Blab platform a while back, and Kiki decided that she really wanted to have the platform back, so she recreated it. And we're going to have her on as a guest next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to hopefully get all of our old lab buddies back on the set and see if we can um, connect in internally there. We um, usually, like I said, we, we have your card that we'll put up, but since it is like our audio, I mean, our video is not showing here, I'm going to make sure all the information to get a hold of Paul is in the show notes and I will post it in the, the uh, Facebook chat feed as well. And um, is there anything else that you want to say before I close out the broadcast, Paul? Man, uh never stop learning, you know, study the classic, uh, study the classic people, uh, when it comes to sales training, you know, look at, you know, go find some Claude Hopkins stuff, go, um, you know, do, um, David Ogilvie, you know, go, even though he's still alive and contemporary, like Dan Kennedy, you know, go learn from those masters, you know, go study everything that Gary Halbert did, the late great legend that he was, um, just learn, learn from the people that have already done it and then just take what they've done and use it for yourself and save yourself a whole bunch of time. Uh, excellent advice for sure. And we, again, we so appreciate you being here. So for Thank those you. of you who have never, um, maybe you're new to this broadcast, we are so excited that you're here. I want to introduce myself and also remind you that I do live stream every day on Facebook Live as well as Periscope, delivering you free value and content, answering questions on money, mindset, motivation, again, anything from sales to social media or anything in between. So we're here to serve a community, here to give you an opportunity to build your business and your brand and feel comfortable and secure in the way you're doing it and not feel like you have to flail around by yourself because you don't. So a quick introduction of me for those of you who don't know me, guys. My name is Vicki Fitch. I am a direct sales expert. I've been in the industry 20 years, top 10 sales and recruiting internationally for more than a decade. I've also built and sold four companies. I'm an author, a speaker, and an international business consultant helping you get outside the 5,000 to turn your passion into your profits. I hope that you'll connect with me. I hope you will go to vickifitch.com slash biz and uh, let me help you with whatever it is that your pain point is. Let me help you to build your business and your brand. I look forward to seeing each and every one of you. And I want to remind you, like I always do, to dream it, believe it, and achieve it. Cheers.